your column, I just had a read in the Herald Sun. You, you're so yeah. right about uh, police stations and where it's all going. I'll let you explain because you wrote it. Yeah, well, I mean, this is this is flying under the radar here a bit, and I can't understand why we don't have MPs and you know opposition parties and and governments carrying on about it. We've got forty three stations in Victoria, and some of those are remote places like uh, Colac and Hamilton that are going to lose their twenty four hour stations. So the sta- the police stations, which were twenty four hours, are going to be you know closing at six o'clock. Um, some of them, you know. And this takes in some very volatile areas in Melbourne as well. But I I just think it is extraordinary. And one of the things that Police Command has done with this is they've said that this is going to be a temporary measure. But hang on, Brian, get ready. (laughs) This is a a temporary measure that has no end date. Correct. So uh, anything that is temporary without an end date doesn't tend to be temporary uh, for very long. Uh, So... You know, the the, uh, the police commissioner put some spin on this and said that, uh, you know, there's going to be more cops on the front line as a result of it. Everyone that I speak to say, look, that that's just crap. That's just not going to translate that way. So I think they've made a really bad call on this one. And, you know, we are talking a few weeks ago about this, that the police are already lacking visibility. We don't have the cop cars on the road that we used to. Mm-hmm. We don't have the police just walking the beat, just out being cops yeah. like we used to. And, and now, these little beacon areas. So imagine this. You're a homeless person in Collingwood, for example, and you seek refuge at a 24-hour police station, a station that has been 24 hours for a bloody long time. Mm. You knock on the door at 9 o'clock at night and it's closed. Right? You know, or, or you, you know, you're a part of a road rage incident, uh, for example, uh, and you go what am I going to do? And you go to the police station in Colac and it tells you, you know, that the next police station is a very long way away for you to go to. Uh, it's just, I, I, look, this is a huge mistake. Uh, and uh, I would love to see a little bit more yelling and screaming about it because I, I which is why I wrote the column, why I'm talking That's about right, it now. Yeah. Because I think we've got to uh, we've got to fix it. It's just it's just just dead wrong. Now, if you were making a case, you said, "Listen, the cops are sitting there; they're doing nothing. We're we're going to stick more people on the van. We're going to have sort of a, we're going to be like mobile police stations." Where you, you know, what? Then you'd say, "Okay, well, there's an argument for that." You know that you know with the way everyone's mm. got a mobile phone and an iPad and hooked up. You know, maybe that is a better way of doing it. But that's not what's happening here. No. Don't get caught up in the spin. That is not what's happening here. The, the issue, I think, too, Justin, is the fact that somebody has made this decision. Now, when you're sitting down around a desk or whatever they do with other people and you're coming up with ideas or how can we do this and that, somebody's actually come up with this and other people have agreed to it. So you think to yourself, all right, well, what kind of people are, are thinking about or are in charge of these things? Because, you know, if it was their kids or their family or their, their elderly mum or something that was, you know, getting rocks thrown on a roof and she wanted to go down to the cop shop, she couldn't. I'm sure they'd go, yeah, look, you're right, that's an issue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, look, I mean... Obviously, you're going to have a few pencil pushes that make these decisions Correct, yeah. because things look good on paper, but they don't look in the front line. But but there's, there's a crisis happening here. The the Victoria Police do not have enough front line police officers. Right? They are losing them hand over fist. Right? They you know they're losing them through sickness. They're they're going out of the job. And look, I know that police association has an industrial dispute at the moment. That's not what this is about necessarily. Mm. 
Um, I mean, that'll play out. Industrial disputes happen, and, and, and that's their thing to fight. But there are not enough frontline coppers, right, and there is not enough money for them as well. That's why they're making this call. So they're not making it to make Victoria a less dangerous place. They're making it because of money and resources. Now, that's not acceptable, is it? No, you know? no well, it isn't. No, that's right. I mean, it's... And pretty soon... Sorry, Congo, sorry to interrupt you, but pretty soon... You know that the broken window theory, you know, that, that goes around for years, you know, if there's a broken window at a house, then it leads to two broken windows mm. and three. And next thing you know, the whole street goes to hell and whatever. So you've got to fix that broken window quickly. That's what this is. When you've got to, you know, very quickly standards drop away and, and people start saying things that, you know, this is not that far away. When people start saying things, like, don't call the cops, mate. They don't do anything for you. The bloody police station's not even open. They're never on the roads. You don't see them anymore. Hey, if you've got a problem, don't call the cops. Yeah. Right? Those things just tend to drop in. Uh, you know, they become part of the culture. And that's, I think that's the danger. The other yeah. issue, too, is when the police actually do turn up. Let's say it happened in Bendigo here. Uh, and I've got a few friends that are police here in Bendigo. Mm. And I think you still yeah. have as well. Um, mm. They cop it because uh, the fact that might have been busy doing something else. They may get to, the, you know, that place 30 minutes later, whatever. And they cop it. But it's not their fault because, they're, you know, they're spread thin. I'll tell you something I saw the other day, which was mm. bizarre at the Bendigo uh, train station. Uh, is there was a, uh, four of the, I don't know if they were the normal police, when I say normal, you know what I mean, and the yeah, PSOs. Yeah. There was four of them checking one guy who was, um, you know, pulling out his pockets and everything else, and I thought, wow, there's four well. of you guys <laughs> doing that. You know, like, this is the thing is that, you know, when I get that, yeah. maybe two, two, you know, but four's overkill. It's ridiculous. So, you know, whether or not we look at those kind of resources, here in Bendigo with the Hargroves Mall, we know we've got dramas around that area and also the, the bus stops and that there, but they refuse. And there's, there's shops there that are vacant everywhere. Like a little police station would be perfect. Uh, people... and, and, yeah, yeah, and you, you're creating... An, and Bendigo, for God's sake. I mean, I've spent a lot of time in Bendigo. Mm. I've lived there for years. And it, it, it's, you're creating no-go zones in Bendigo. Hey, what? Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. I mean... And, and you talk to those, you talk to cops, and they say, look, most of the time is spent working for other agencies. So they're working for the health department yep. doing mental health checks. They're going to work with the housing department by, you know, doing welfare checks on, on places. They're, they're, you know, they're not out just being cops mm. anymore. They're doing this other work for departments. And, you know, a, a, a copper had described it to me. He said, you will look at a lot of the cops cop cars you see on the road are doing something. So they're going to a job, yep. right? So they're, they're, you know, they're delivering something. They're going to do a welfare check and, and also family violence. Now, all those things are important, but they're not just out there, you know, kicking a little ass down at Hargraves, mm. you know. They're not, they're not in one of those areas or those bus stops just, just being visible. So this is where the big change has happened in the last few years. And this one... This 43 station closure thing, this is a bloody disaster. This is this is a, a big move. Uh, agree. Just a quick one before we wrap, and it's a guy that you and I know in Bendigo. He's been a policeman for a long time. He's been not just in Bendigo, other places. He said to me the other day, I caught up with him, haven't seen him for years, and he said, mm. with that rule change of, um, you know, not being able to pick up drunk people, et cetera, et cetera, he yeah, said, yeah. Well, what's happening is that people, they, they know the rules, trust me, and they'll go, you know, when, say, a cop goes up to someone drunk, and they'll go, mate, and I'll stick their fingers up and go, there's nothing you can do, champion. And the cop is like, okay, yeah. fair enough. And yeah. that's just wrong. It should be the other way around, but it isn't. It's, it's flipped its whole thing, hasn't it? 360. Oh, it has. 
Yeah, yeah, it has. And it's when you go back a few years when the... And look, this this is not completely right or completely wrong, but, mm. you know, when the, the police weren't allowed to pursue any, anymore, they yep. weren't allowed to chase anybody, the crooks knew that. So they, they would did. do something wrong in the car. The cops would start chasing them. They've got stolen plates, so they can't be identified. Mate, they'd just hammer it, mm. take off. I've seen... I've been in police cars when that's happened, and the guy said to the cops, what's, what's going on? And he said, can't do anything about it. Nothing I can do about it. Uh, you know... Um, so it's just a, uh, uh, it, 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 we're at a, we're at a really important part of our history when it comes to safety with police. Cause if we get this, oh, we've got, mate, we've got Nazis walking up and down the street, mm. uh, in Ballarat. Uh, we have, we have drugs on the rise. We have, we have areas that are, that are becoming, um, no go zones. You know, mm. we have these things and we just need a, more of an old-fashioned approach with policing. Yep, spot on. And um, yeah. we don't want that B word that comes from overseas here, and that's called the Bronx. We don't want that. No, you don't want. And those, but those, you know, those feelings just just drop in very quickly. I mm. mean, I mentioned so the story I mentioned in the in the column today is uh, is Kill or uh, Kill or Downs, where a woman uh, who was the victim of uh, family violence ran to the Kill or Downs police station, knocked on the door. Her partner followed her. Luckily, the cops were there. Cops took him down and each checking into the old blue hotel. But if that happens after December 17, she's going to run to a door that's locked. Mm. Now, Keelor Downs, you know, and I mentioned that to a, uh, an old police mate of mine. I said, hey, listen, Keelor Downs. He said, what? He said, geez, that's like the Gaza Strip down there, mate, mm. it was his first reaction. Yeah. It's a bit of an overreach. But that yeah. was his first. He just said, that, that is a really tough area. You can't be closing police stations in areas like that. You should be opening more up. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, it's uh, well. Again, it's. Uh, I'm glad you put that in your column because, and we're talking about it because it is very important and will come around if it works there. And yeah, unfortunately, if it did work there, it's going to try. Well, they're going to try and work it everywhere, aren't they? That's the issue. Oh, yeah. no, damn right. I mean, uh, you know, you, you, they're not. They're not going to step back unless we get pressure. Unless we put pressure on the government and police command, you know, mm. they're not going to. They're not going to reverse this decision. Yeah, they'll they'll just on. do it. They'll just do it more. You know, um, it's. Uh, yeah, and what's this thing about having an off-peak time? You know, they talk about, oh, there's off-peak time. Mate, like I put in the column, pizza places have an off-peak time. <laughs> you know, uh, policing uh, you no. know, does not. No. So, no. no, humans don't. Hey, mate, thank you. Apparently, just quickly, there's a book going around at Christmas time that might be worth a, a, a quick read and a great Christmas present. I can't remember the name. What's it called? And good as... Oh, get your, get your goddamn hands all over it. It's <laughs> called uh, Good as Gold. Now, it's my new book that came out in August. The reviews have just been lovely. And if you're looking for a Christmas present for some... Um, they might be into a little bit of um, horses. You know, they might like horses or horse racing or historical fiction or something, but if they just like an Aussie yarn uh, and they want to read that's sort of going to take them to a different place over summer. Um, that's yeah, the way. Good as gold. So, Beautiful. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you just Google it because it's there and you'll see a picture of Smitty He'll and then it. you'll yeah, you get his teeth for the black texture. And... Anyway, um, Smitty, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's some Tinder shots of me. Um, <laughs> on, uh, 